everything up. <clears throat> like, move it all the way up. There you go. And then try click on the white. Yeah, there we go. All right. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome into another episode of the Halos in the Infield with your host, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show, James. James Gonzalez. I'm happy to be here uh, today uh, recapping the Rays uh, Angel series mm-hmm. and look forward to the series in Oakland. It's a four game series. Absolutely. Four game series with the Oakland A's. Usually it's a big series, but Oakland's been a little bit depleted. So we're going to get into everything that goes into that series, give you the breakdown and hopefully uh, on an Angels uh, series win. But we're going to talk about the first game on Monday versus the Rays. The Rays came into Angel Stadium with a similar record record. Uh, I think a game more better than we were at the time. And they also had, um, you know, been playing in a tough AL East. They had beat the crap out of us last year, seven up, seven down. Uh, none of the games were close, so I thought this was a good revenge series, and we were throwing uh, Noah Syndergaard out there versus Springs in this one. Or not Springs, um, uh, Weiser, right? Weiser? No, Springs. Oh, Springs. Okay, Springs is the start. Yeah, that four-game series, I remember at home uh, last year, I was pissed because mm-hmm. I was at the fourth one, and that Thursday, and they walked like seven batters, so the Angels did, and I was like, okay, here we go again. Anyway, that was last year. Mm-hmm. This is this year. And Noah Syndergaard, again, on the mound, he got the win. His uh, record went to 3-1, and one, five and <laughs> one-third innings pitched, uh, seven hits, one earned run given up, uh, one walk, seven strikeouts. He did give up a home run. Uh, but the thing was, it was good because he was allowed to go 97 pitches, mm-hmm. and um that's a lot of work, though. You see, you know, only five and one third in 97 pitches. That's a lot of foul balls <clears throat> hit back, you know. Um, but it was good to see him get the win. The bullpen did a good job. Uh, you know, Ryan Tapera, I think, has redeemed himself from the uh, beginning of the season there. <laughs> you see he gets three strikeouts, one and one third inning. Herjit has been really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bearclaw out of nowhere is with the team now and he's doing well. Mm-hmm. So uh it's a looks it looks like a formidable bullpen. Um, you know, Archie Bradley, hopefully he's on the way back. It does it is unfortunate with Austin Warren getting hit with the foul, with the uh bat, batting practice ball in in the, fa- in the face. Yeah, yeah, that that's very unfortunate. But you know, for once we have reinforcements in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. We haven't had that in who knows how long on the Angels. Yeah, so the 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 pitching was very good in this one. Um, you have a lot of, uh, you know, and as, as far as this game's concerned, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, again, the Angels were able to hold their bats in play. A lot of ground ball outs by Syndergaard. He did a really good job. He had seven strikeouts, looked really good. Um, the scoring, if you want to go up to the scoring real quick, we'll go over that. Um, a Rosarina, or is that's how you say it, right? A Rosarina yeah. homer to right. Then Walsh got a big uh, home run, a three-run homer to make it uh, three to one. Trout hit a, a rocket to make it uh, four to one, and then uh, what is it called? Uh, Otani homered uh, to make it five-one, and then they got uh, home, what is it? Runs by uh, uh, what is it called? On a bases loaded uh, to make it seven to three after Tampa Bay had scored two, and then Otani hit his second homer of the night uh, to left center field uh, to make it eleven-three. Um, Two things to note in this game was that, uh, you know, the bottom of the order was doing damage, uh, you know, and Otani went to left field. Dude, I've been advocating for that, for him to do that since last year. Mm-hmm. And to have him hit, you know, the solo home run 
and the Grand Slam. That's like if you went to that game, you you were just amazed, and uh, it was kind of a a preview of what was going to happen the next night. When you think about it, I mean, it was bombs away with the Angels, um, and then good patience, like you saw the bases loaded walk there with Trout in the seventh. That mm-hmm. whole seventh inning was just amazing to uh, listen to, at least for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did a great job in this. Um, and if you go to the box score real quick on it, um, the uh, the hitting w- was pretty decent in this game. Like I said, Wallach uh, is is turning into he's a guy who who the Angels picked off the scrap heap. He had been playing with uh, Miami, and I forget the other team. And it was really like a four A guy. He'd only come up in September every season, so he'd play the max was twenty three games. Uh, but uh, you know his bat, he looks really strong. He's putting the wood on the barrel on the ball. Uh, patient hitter. And, uh, you know, he's he's big behind the plate. And the two games he was in, he called great games, including this one. Finally, we have a backup catcher that can frame. And I really love seeing that. And, of course, his family, Tim Wallach, uh, former Dodger Expo. Mm-hmm. It's good to see that pipeline continue and uh, the generations come through. And uh, he did something the next day that was really unexpected as well. Yeah, three three of our four catchers currently on the squad are all Cal State Fullerton guys. So that'll make someone happy that we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Without saying his name. <laughs> but the, well, we'll just throw it out there, Grillmaster yeah. might as well. Mr. Cal Ooh. State Fullerton alumni. Um yeah, well, there that yeah. you know the the Angels, you know, right now after that game they're staying in first place, but Houston was nipping at their tail the whole time. Uh so that brought us over to uh you know, Reed Detmers versus Corey Kluber. And on paper, you had to favor the Rays in this one. Because mm-hmm. last last episode me and Fernando did, we, we pretty much predicted the Rays to win two out of three because the way they had played us and everything. These first two games, after getting the revenge with 11-3 beatdown on them, the Angels took it to the extreme the next mm-hmm. night. Yeah. And what happened there, man? Uh, amazing. Amazing things happened. Well, to get to Corey Cooper the way that they did, uh, he only went three innings. He gave up 11 hits mm-hmm. and eight earned runs. He did get two walks, but two uh, home runs. Now, for the Angels, uh, Reed Detmers. Mm-hmm. It was something we heard he can do in the minor leagues, you know, where he can get the ground balls. Uh, but, man, it looked like, from what I heard and saw, the Rays were getting little contact on all their hits mm-hmm. well not hits but on their contact basically it was just little pop-ups ground outs it was amazing really to see uh he pitched no hitter he only had one walk he had two strikeouts which was kind of interesting 108 pitches which you'll really never see anyone do that again unless it's you know scherzer or verlander i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but reed gets no hitter he gets the win of course he goes to two and one uh it was just amazing. The ground balls and fly balls. Yeah, 11 ground balls, 14 foul balls. And then uh, should I let you get to the scoring summary? Because there was a lot that day. Yeah, well, the first inning was, uh, you know, Rendon getting that ground ball to score a run. Then Walsh scored uh, on a single or Trout scored on a single to right by Walsh to make it 2 nothing. Uh Very encouraging in this game and the game before. Velasquez yes. was not swinging at, the, at his head high. He was swinging waist high and below. And he doubled down the line. Renifo scored. It was 3 nothing. Then Marsh hit a sacrifice fly. It was 4 nothing. Trout hit a monster home run to make it 5 nothing. Then Wallet came up and pretty much put the game away in the third inning with a big three-run blast 
into the angels, uh, uh, that bounced into the angels, uh, du- not dugout, um, bullpen. bullpen. And then Shroudwood Homer uh, in the in the uh, off of what was that position player? Brett Phillips. Brett Phillips to make it ten to nothing. Otani would uh, would double, and then uh, Rendon decided, you know what? I'm gonna bust a John Cruck. I'm gonna t- you know turn around like he did in the All Star game against Randy Johnson. He just didn't flip his helmet around, and he swung first pitch and golfed it out. It was impressive. I'm telling you, if Detmers did not throw the no no, that would have been the play of the game. Yeah. Uh, after that, I was like, "Dude, you don't want to really mess around because you have a no hitter going." Mm-hmm. But hey, with Brett Phillips up there, and he's only throwing those lollipop fifty-five miles per hour pitches, fifty-two. Might as well. Uh, might as well swing for it. And you know, um, on television they picked it up, O'Neill and Gooby. Mm-hmm. But on the radio, they didn't pick it up right away that Rendon was batting left hand. Yeah. Mark Langston had to say. Can you believe it? He hit it left-handed. Yeah, because I mean they were they were like literally went on TV when he when he got in the batter's box. He, you know, the umpire even asked him, "What are you doing?" And yeah. he's like, "No, no, I'm good." And he like pointed down, like, "Okay." And the catcher looked at him like, "All right, whatever." And, and he hits it out, and uh, you know, it too. yeah, I mean, like that's impressive. It just goes to show you as much as they crap on him mm. for having no bad attitude, for having a bad attitude, two days in a row, or at least uh, after the national series too, like where he was able to walk it off with a hit. You know, he's been smiling and all in good spirits now. They hit the home run. It's 12 nothing. Reed Detmers comes out for the ninth inning, and it was just like you knew after that first out, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. It's over. He's going to get it. Now, all night, he reminded me his changeup staying outside, on, on, especially against right-handed hitters, and it would dive, and they would just be swinging over it, swinging over it, swinging over it, and that's why he had so many ground balls. Because And he set it up with that get-me-over slider or curve, which was beautiful. I mean, so much movement to it. And then uh, then a placement fastball. Like, all four of his pitches were working, dude. How impressed were you by that? Like I said, it was something we, we saw in the minors, but that's the minors. And mm-hmm. he really hasn't had a performance like that in the majors. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, a first time you could see, oh, I could see why he was um, scouted so high and why he's ranked so high in the prospects then now you see it and now you're thinking hey we might have something with this guy with this kid he's only what 22 and 22 yeah um i remember when he got called up last year and it was kind of a learning experience with him and you do, you really didn't know oh maybe you shouldn't start the season with mm-hmm. him or you know maybe we should be careful with him but i'll tell you what it looks like we got some special the thing is, a lot of pressure is on his next start because, like, okay, well, you didn't know hitter. <laughs> what can you do next? And I think it's on the road. So uh, I don't know what to expect next from this team. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a trip. You know, and they, they got the two wins. I mean, the no-hitter was the first we've seen at Anaheim Stadium since 2012 with Jared Weaver. Um, 2019. You were there, yeah. Twenty. Well, yeah, but I mean, the first solo, you oh, know, that's yeah, true. solo. The the last the last one, like you said, was uh was the Cole and um Pena yeah. one, and that was dramatic for so many other reasons. But uh, this one was a straight no hitter, straight all the way through. Walsh tried to give him a single, but he had an error, <laughs> and uh, so that that saved the the no hitter. The two walks broke up the perfect game, but uh, but hell of a start for Reed Detmers. Hopefully, this is this launches his career because a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He's sort of like a pitcher because uh, even my dad gets hard on him about about how you know he does he maybe he needs to go down more. It's like, dude, he was drafted first, 
he blew through the minors, just like a pitcher that we're going to talk about coming up here. Um, so you get, you're going to have your, your speed bumps. You're going to, you know, he's not going to develop into an ace right away. I do think he's going to be a very big part of this rotation along with Sandoval and Otani moving forward, depending on what Syndergaard and Lorenzen do down the road. But I think those three major dudes are going to play a big part in the angel success moving forward. You got to say Otani the way you do. Otani! Or how Lodge does. Yeah, Lodge does. So 12, nothing after 11, three, then you get to Wednesday. I believe someone was there. I was there. Yes. I couldn't be Mm because I had to work a double and Mm -hmm. I was hitting myself because I have to mention too, with Shohei starting on that Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, Tuesday, uh, before the game, there was that ceremony, his bobblehead. I think he had 12 awards on that mm-hmm. table, mm-hmm. all sorts of awards. Mm-hmm. And I can't ever remember a ceremony like that with 12 awards. Yeah, he won like everything you could possibly win. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing to see. So, Oh, I had to bring up our fearless leader, the Artie Moreno, getting booed. Like he was getting the Roger Goodell, uh, you know, um, kind of booing and it's good he, he needs to hear that <laughs> yeah, hold on. that was an advertisement but yeah um we 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 literally got uh, he literally got booed off of the stage right there so i thought that was hilarious and i i didn't get to hear that but um what i heard on twitter and everything else and from you is like oh yeah people can understand uh going on with him and he only comes out when the good times are here never here for the bad times like we are yeah it's like in the, <laughs> the opening day you heard you heard Artie Moreno at the booth and on AM830 and it wasn't like okay the guy who built the team is obviously Perry Manassian I haven't heard from him since spring training and but but you he's working behind the scenes but who was there opening day oh my gosh <laughs> Got to cut that out. Um, yeah, like who was there opening day? And that's freaking Artie Moreno again. Artie Moreno was there going, yeah, you know, we're going to pick up this guy. And, um, you know, I, I paid a lot to find the players. And it's like he's lisping away. And then you got freaking Roger Lodge going, oh, yeah, you know, you, you went out there and you scouted these guys and you got these pitchers and you made these moves. How brilliant is this guy right here? Artie has made this stadium so much better. It's, it's, it's better than what the Cowboy ever expected and ever dreamed of. And he's making moves. It's like, no, Perry Manassian is. You yeah. know, and then it's like, I just want to tell Artie to go back to your drink. You're like, oh, let me go back to my club level and drink from Scott. It's like, God damn it, dude. I haven't heard his voice in years, but I bet that's how it was. Oh, and you'll hear him this year. They stay in first place. He'll be there. Oh, yeah. And I didn't go nowhere near that opening day booth. I said, <laughs> that's all you, buddy. Yeah. I tried to get that interview or the, the picture and he, he's like, nope. I know you. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you do a, a good niece, I heard. <laughs> He's like, you make me very uh, uncomfortable. So so Wednesday, the game you went to, Shohei Otani started. Mm-hmm. He went six innings, two hits, one earned run given up, two walks, five mm-hmm. strikeouts. He did give up a home run. Uh, Shane Clanahan, who – Usually pitches us good. He's always good, yeah. Went seven innings, three hits, one walk, nine runs, 11 strikeouts, and he went mm-hmm. 100 pitches, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Uh, JP Ferrizen got the win. He went to 3 0. Rayleigh got the save. Loop gets the loss in a rare, uh, bad outing. Yeah. Where he gave up two hits in his inning, two runs, uh, one earned run. 
I guess you have to give him that uh, mm. two two strikeouts. But he did eighteen. He had eighteen pitches, which that's pretty long. You can see there the scoring summary. Uh, well, I, I have. I know, let me get to this real quick. Kiermaier homered um, to make it one nothing. Diaz uh, grounded out to shortstop. Walls would score in the eighth inning. So it was two nothing. The Angels were down. Mm. They bring Tyler uh, Taylor Ward off the bench, who's been hampered by a little bit of soreness in his thigh. He proceeds to homer right at us in left field, so it ties the game. But then the first pitch that Loop pitches in the tenth inning, because that stupid rule was doubled down the line, it was three to two. Then they got a single. Bruhan would score there too, and it was four to two. Angels take the loss. Um, they did have first and third with one out in the. Um, in the uh, tenth inning and failed to score anything, but here's the thing: go up to the lineup real quick. Uh, I have a huge problem with again. Joe Madden's been making these fringe moves and fringe calls and and lineups and pitching decisions. Right to d- that day when we went, I was shocked to see that. Okay, yeah, you 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 called up you called up um, you know uh, a catcher like Wallach. He's pitched. Uh, he's caught two good games in a row. Uh, you know, I don't have any complaints with Romine how he did his call as far as calling a game, but his bat is severely less than what Wallet can give you. You don't play Ward again. You don't play Trout, and you you know the lineup is still messed up. Rendon's not hitting. Move him down the lineup. Kind of move things around. Bunt do things that they had opportunities. Like there was a, a an at bat where they had a leadoff guy on. Uh, it might have been Romine who walked. Wade was up, and instead of like the entire infield was to the right, why not bunt him? Why not have a drag bunt? You know, he he didn't have to do a drag bunt necessarily because just bunt it a few feet off the pitcher's mound. They're not going to get him. And there was decisions like that all game where they did not adjust to McClanahan. He started a lot of lefties against McClanahan. And so you're hampering your team. And I don't care if they partied the night before because of the no-hitter because I'm pretty sure they did. But you have an off day the next day. So you're giving Trout two days. Please do not turn this into the NBA where it's load management. That is the biggest pile of crap I've seen in this entire season because Rendon is back with no problems, supposedly. He's had four scheduled off dates with also him having days off when the team has days off. And it's not like he's batting 300, you know, 350 or higher. He's batting 200, now 194 or 196. Mike Trout is comes off a great night and a good series. Why are we sitting him? Taylor Ward was eligible to play. Why are we sitting him? Look what happens when you put Ward in two run homer. Mm-hmm. Look what happens. When we put Mike Trout in extra innings gets on base with a walk. Those things were hampering you the entire game. You had nothing going, but three base runners for nine innings. So again, I can understand if, if yes, if Wednesday was a travel day, and, you know, we have to, you know, go up to Oakland with no rest. Okay, I get it. I get it. But here's a game where you can look back and say, dude, we pissed that one away. If we have a, a, the right lineup and a right mentality, the pitching wins us that game straight up. Lotani shouldn't even got a no decision in this game. He pitched good enough to get the W. One run on two hits. That's more than enough to get a victory. And you could not scratch out any offense because you hampered your team with a chance to step on their throat and get the sweep. And I think Madden failed epically in that one. What do you think? Yeah, I was definitely uh, terrified when I heard Trout wasn't in the lineup. Ward wasn't in the lineup. And Shohei did that well. The bullpen did well until a certain point. Uh, I really want that sweep. 
just because of last year mm-hmm. and how I was at the last game of the sweep last year, and I was like, I want revenge. I want payback. And I mentioned that, I think, on a pregame uh, that Monday, where mm-hmm. I was like, I really want to sweep. Maybe they'll win two out of three or lose two out of three. Mm-hmm. I really want to. I really want to sweep. So for those two great nights, there was a highest of highs, yeah, and then the Wednesday you get the lowest of low. Yeah, unfortunately, they could have been twenty-two and eleven leaving the stadium uh, that night. Eleven games over five hundred heading into Oakland. So that's the that's the thing that's a, a frustrating. And then you look at it. Houston's now won ten in a row. So now they're a half game over us. They've swept three straight series in a row. So, uh, yeah, and, and, and right now we don't have to worry about Seattle or Texas right now, but we're going to Texas and Oakland. We're both seven and seven and a half games respectfully behind us. But now it's beating the teams that are ahead of us or, or, or that are in front of us that day, day by day, one game at a time. It's the Oakland series with four. And let's get into the preview of that one. As uh, again, I mean, it baffled me yesterday. It was Sarah, a tra- you- travel day, and uh, you know, we have now uh, not Sarah, uh, but we have a travel day with the Oakland A's. Sorry about that. This is stupid uh, previews on not the previews, but the, what's that called again? The advertisements. But uh, Oakland is 14 and 19, four and nine at home. They've been averaging less than 10,000 a game. Uh, the Angels, uh, I don't know if the lineup has been put out yet. Not yet. It has not been put out yeah, yet. I'll look of, it up right now. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, so far, we're looking at we're looking at this right now. Well, uh, their lineup has, but not the Angels. Okay, well, let's see what their lineup looks like. Okay, leading off is Tony Kemp, the second baseman. Batting second is Jet Lowry, the designated hitter. Batting third is Sheldon Newhouse. He's uh, batting third in that third base. Batting fourth is Sean Murphy. Behind the plate catching, batting fifth is Seth uh, Seth Brown. Now he had a big home run yesterday, and they took I think I think they swept the Tigers. Uh, by the way, in Detroit, so they're coming in hot. Back home, I should say, Ramon Liriano back from suspension in right field, batting sixth. Chad Pender will bat uh, seventh in left field. Batting eighth is Elvis Andrews, the shortstop, and then batting ninth is Christian Pache in uh, center field. Mm-hmm. And uh, starting for the A's is Dalton Jeffries. He's a 1-5 record already. High ERA at 5-2-2 and uh, 19 strikeouts. For the Angels, though, you got someone making their major league debut today. It's uh, Chase Silseth, and he's a right-hander. Don't really have a book on him yet. But uh, you start noticing there's more young pitching coming up. <sighs> yeah, he was drafted way back in 2021. So... <laughs> It's weird how like, oh well. Normally we don't see these guys come up, but well, all these sparts start spots are coming up. Yeah, and who was the other guy that pitched the other day against the Nationals? I was actually at the Diaz. Diaz pitched his ass off tomorrow. I think he'll have the first of the doubleheader. Yeah, so you're now you're having these rookies come up, and then look, this guy coming up right here. I did not picture him coming through the 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 uh, the system so fast. Number one, number two. I would have thought Sam Bachman would have been up here, even though they're projecting him to be a reliever. I thought he would get it like a like a what is it called a spot starter or a. Uh... Yeah, I think they're taking him slow. I've been reading a lot on Twitter, mm-hmm. and they're trying to, that conversion is very tough for someone to take. I think like oh, I can I can start, you know, no problem. We have enough starters already. We just need some depth on the bullpen. Mm-hmm. You know, with that six man rotation with the big club, you got to fit in wherever you can. 
So that's what I think they're doing with um, with uh, Bachman. He's a high, highly ranked out of Louisville. I remember when they got him, I was kind of thinking, well, maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll come up. Well, Louisville, Vanderbilt, those teams like that, they always pump you know pump out pitchers. Uh, LSU sometimes does Texas things like that. They get the uh, you know the the pretty good pitchers, but uh, you know s- we'll see what happens there as we move forward. Um, so that's game one. Game two would be uh, who is it right there? I'm sorry. Game one is Michael Lorenzen against Paul Blackburn. Yeah. Well, game one of Saturday because Saturday will Saturday, be the doubleheader. Yeah. yeah. Michael Lorenzen wants to come off of a better start than when he had the other day. Blackburn is four zero. Uh, so he he will be a tough pitcher to uh, go against uh, for that for that particular game. Uh, probably the best they're going to throw because, well, exception of Montez, I think Montez is going to go on Sunday. But that's game one. That that game will be at one o'clock, so that'll be a day game in Oakland. I'm pretty sure there's going to be more Angels fans there than there will be Oakland fans. That's what I wanted to mention to see who uh, who shows up there since it's the weekend. It's weird. MLB app will show Diaz starting game one, mm-hmm. but Lorenzen on this app yeah. says game one. Now, Patrick Sandoval will go in game two of this doubleheader. The A's are undecided. Yeah, T- TBA, basically. <laughs> now, let me check on this app if it's different. <laughs> All right, and we'll check there. But Sandoval is has definitely been pitching really, really good for the Angels. We're hoping that he could uh, follow that up with another good start here in the doubleheader, which would start at 640 from Oakland. On that day, same thing, or was it? No, they show Lorenzen starting game two. Oh, jeez! <laughs> so somebody got the wrong. If Joe was just in there, just throwing just darts, smoking. you know. Yeah, just smoking. it's a doubleheader. Damn it, son! <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what happens in now. Uh, well, what's the next game we got here? Moving ahead, Sunday, bloody Sunday. We'll have a one o'clock start. Of course, you got Syndergaard going against Montas, who you mentioned. Montas two and three with a three seven seven ERA, and it just feels like. Uh, Murphy and Montas. I don't know if they're going to keep him around. You know, oh, I, I think got rid of everybody else. Yeah, I, I think they're going to wind up cutting just about everybody by the deadline. Uh, they're starting over and starting over from freaking scratch yeah. completely. Uh, Syndergaard will be going for his fourth win in that in that game. He's been pitching good, and I think he'll get it. So, I mean, what, what's your predictions on this series for Oakland of the four? I hope three out of four. You know, I know Oakland's coming in hot. They're getting some clutch hitting, some good bullpen work. Um, but that was against Detroit. Yeah, and it's odd to see. I was looking up at the uh, the scores and whatever, and Detroit is 9-23. That's just yeah, odd to me. They were supposed to be a team that was going to be a little scary in that central and push for second or at least try to be around the third and second place yeah. given, given problems, uh, sort of like where Ohio is right now. They were supposed to be that team. Ohio was supposed to be where, uh, you know, Detroit is. Detroit's been just falling flat on their face. Uh, very disappointing right now uh, where they are at. Uh, so, but the Angels, again, they're nine games over. Uh, this would not be a good series for the Angels to regress. Mm-mm. So it, it's going to be crucial to do good here in Oakland and put them out of their misery or, or just push them further back and then also go into Texas and do the same thing. So I'm hoping, and I'm calling a three out of four, too. It sounds like we're Rally Chris's here, but, you know, <laughs> I think that's how we have to do it, man. I mean, three out of four, I you know, th- this team is different from previous years where we sit here and we're like, oh, I don't know, man, you know. Uh, but, but the pitching's been so good. We can be average still, not at full strength hitting to get the job done. It, it, to me, the, the hampering thing that the reason why we have 12 losses is Joe Madden. 
uh, I think we can be sitting there at six losses or seven losses if it wasn't for him. He's cost us a few of these games. And I'm thinking that, you know, if the Angels lineup is anywhere decent, Oakland shouldn't be scoring more than three runs unless a pitcher really has a bad day. Um, that lineup is really hamstrung, dude. I, I, I bet Oakland, they still have that presence there where they just want to get on base and they're going to look at pitches. Mm-hmm. So I want to see a lot of uh, called strike theories. Yeah. With the rotation and the bullpen with the Angels. I want to see a lot of called strike threes. And I'm interested, of course, to see the, how the attendance figures are uh, since Otani is uh, not starting in this series yep. as a pitcher, just yep. as a hitter. So I want to see how that attendance is. That there is games. there is an online revolt to have bad on purpose attendance oh, yeah. for Oakland. Uh, boycott. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a big time boycott. So I'm you know, when the Angels do go up there in, in a normal season around this time, you have maybe fifteen, twenty thousand fans. Mm-hmm. Fifteen thousand fans are Oakland fans, and you have a good five thousand Angel fans. So I'm hoping that and there are Angel fans up there already. Mm-hmm. You know, Chase is I heard gonna be going to two of the games. Wow. So I'm hoping that the that the Angels fans show up and it looks like more red than green and yellow. And I think that would be hilarious and a big slap in the face to that terrible ownership up there in Oakland. The president as well, because uh, Dave uh, Canna, I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like, yeah, we have the terminal proposal, but we don't really want that to go through. We want to go somewhere else and probably Las Vegas, not Nashville. <laughs> Yeah, they they can get Vegas built like like a lickety split, dude. So I mean, yeah. that's that's they already have a a pretty good minor league stadium. They could go there to facilitate them for at least a year while they're building the new one. They want out of that as bad as anybody. Oakland's Oakland reminds me a lot of San Diego, but a poorer area. Like San Diego oh. really had no um, no uh, what's that called? Uh, no excuse for losing the Chargers. Yeah. They should have they should have stepped up with that rich money they have down there and the taxation and everyone pays. They could have kept their chargers. It's their fault they lost them. You know, it was more a city vote, not a county vote. If, if it was a county vote, they would have uh, been able to stay. But it was just a city vote every time. But they didn't have enough people fighting for it. They didn't. And, That's and, the thing. And, yeah. and, and they should have. And they and they could have kept their team. Whereas in Oakland, there's there is a rabid fan base. Yeah. The problem is. They've been screwed over by that ownership so much. Why care? And then it's like, again, the city, too, is not giving up property for them to properly, you know, they're not going to fund it either. They're being cheapskates. And so, like, up there, you know, people I could see not wanting to get taxed because it's so expensive anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and right now the the real – Real Oakland fans and people, it's not the same. If you watched uh, Last Chance U or or whatever when they were in the Oakland area, they were saying how it's been gentrified. It's not the same people that live there anymore. So the 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 demographics have changed a lot to where you're getting a lot of outsider people. So it's not like that's why you lost the Warriors. That's why you lost the Raiders. And now this is why you're going to lose Oakland. Yeah. Uh, just a bad circumstance. I, I know a friend who is an usher there. And he works in the second level. And mm-hmm. he literally seems like he has the easiest job in the world where he could just relax. He could even sit down. He has no people to monitor. <laughs> he can go back and forth and do really nothing. Man, it, it, It's just a Free epidemic. Baseball. Yeah, epidemic from the late 70s. Then, then they had it in the 80s, 90s. They had winning ball clubs you yeah. know, a couple decades ago. You know, some last decade. And it just doesn't matter. It, it just seems like nothing's going to work there. They tried Fremont. They tried San Jose. 
I think San Jose was a best bet at, at, at one point. But the Giants, with their minor league team, would not allow them to that be in to it. happen. Yeah. Which that uh, Bud Selig should have said, "Hey, we're going to let that go. We got to have them in the market. We got to have two teams in the market. Got to no keep what. them in the West at some point. Yeah. That's why I think Vegas is the only valuable place, unless they were to go to Portland. You know, like <sighs> Oregon. I mean, they could be the liberals up there, <laughs> but uh, the Oakland, the Portland liberals. Oh, by the way. Uh, I think something came out where the Big A parking lot mm-hmm. will have they'll they'll have a thirty new thirty year old um, lease. They're going to either remodel the Big A or build a new stadium, affordable housing. Yeah, four thousand a month. Uh, yeah, and uh, twelve thousand five hundred parking spaces. Mm-hmm. Where in the rendition we don't know. Um, I think they're going to be those. Uh... It's going to be sim- yes. It's going to be similar to Disneyland. Watch. Yeah, I, it would just feel weird. I think for the fans out there, to not have that parking lot and that tailgating experience, and now it's going to be in a way gentrified. Oh yeah, the Big A. It's going to be restaurants, ponds. Yeah. It's going to be just like the goddamn Ram Stadium. Um, it's also it's already been ruined in my viewpoint because of all the condos and and buildings George. around it. Yeah, around <laughs> it. So I think it's just going to get worse as time goes on. Um. Right now, as it stands, Anaheim Stadium is the second oldest in in uh, the American League. Only Boston is, yeah. yeah, only Boston is the oldest one. So, you know, it it, it is due for a remodel if you think about Hell it, yeah. because <laughs> the last time it was remodeled was twenty two years ago, right? Yeah, ninety ninety eight six or around ninety seven. Yeah, well, that, yeah, twenty three years ago. It was so. amazing seeing the makeshift scoreboard in the outfield. Just empty yeah. concrete. I remember they still had the the tractors out there, you know, with yeah. the dirt piles and everything. So I mean, it was an interesting season that year that was under construction. I have to mention real quick. I think somebody finally turned the water on for the uh, the, uh, the rock pile. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if it's good luck or bad luck, but uh, it's just funny. All those games we went to in the beginning of the season, there was no water. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what's going on? You it- have that out there for no reason. It represents a California drought. That's what it That's is. That's what I think it was, yeah. Because <laughs> then it was just flames. I mean, they should have, like, dead, you know, like when you go in Disneyland, you ride through that area where it shows, like, the dead animals and bones in the desert, you know, after, like, the the, the dinosaur times. Everything's, you know, the waters, you know, the, the, the animals are scarce. <laughs> they should have some sort of, like, that should be the center field thing with, you know, some some dead, uh, you know, uh, antlers or, you know, you know skull, skulls around there. Something, dude. I mean, put a roller coaster up. <laughs> now I hope this season isn't a roller coaster. Hopefully, that'll be off the field and not on the field. Well, speaking of, real quick, um, there's still a lot of apprehensive fans, which is, is which is which is okay. Like we're getting a mixture on our shows because you know some fans don't want to believe yet; it's too early. Some fans are waiting for us to fail, and then some fans are calling World Series. Like there's no in between. And and like we're we have expectations of this team making the wild card. That's it. And and, and if they win the division, hell yeah, that's like that's icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. But this to me is a playoff team or bust. I mean, they put together a very nice bullpen and starting rotation. If the hitting is anywhere consistent, this team is going to go places. But it's so difficult to talk to the fans because a lot of the fans are so fickled by the last seven to eight years. Your post game chats, which are amazing, not only the show. But the chats, when they win, it's heaven. <laughs> yeah. When they lose, it's hell, and everybody's fighting. <laughs> it's amazing yeah. just to see 
the Todd Fox post game show, by the way. It's um, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing how the highest of highs and lowest of lows, mm. each game, everybody rides it. And I'm hoping the no hitter, the exciting, you know, Grand Slam, the Otani bobbleheads, that that makes people come out that mm. normally wouldn't. That yeah. are fair weather fans that say, hey, um, you know, normally we would go, but the team, you know, they're not doing well. Well, maybe this year. Yeah. Be like, hey, they're having a certain giveaway. Normally we wouldn't go because there are so many games out of first place. If a winning team happens, we'll have more viewers. We'll have more fans going, mm-hmm. more participation. And I hope that no hitter, which I think they should put in commercials. I don't know if they do weekly commercials here. No. But, uh, I would love to see that because I know in San Diego they have weekly commercials of what has happened each month. Well, that would be smart. So if that's the case, the PR department won't do it. <laughs> I want them to do that. I say, hey, <laughs> show the no-hitter, show Otani, show Rendon, show Trout hitting these home runs, saying yeah. come out to the ballpark. You know, I don't know if that happens. I know on radio they advertise it. You hear Roger Lodge saying, hey, Halo Nation, get your red on, come on out. Mm-hmm. But hopefully on TV – with that no hitter, there's more excitement and that brings more people out to Big A. I hope. Yeah, I agree. I, I think right now you have such a a um, a disdain for the for the ownership. Mm-hmm. The fans want new ownership, but it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you know you hope then that everything with Perry, we're putting all our our money behind Perry. We we want to see this team win. And right now they're they're fun, you know the whole cowboy thing, the stickers, the dancing, the you know Noah Syndergaard bringing the pitching staff out there to watch every starter, uh, mm-hmm. all these little things that chemistry wise weren't here. To me, the biggest disappointment as an Angel fan would be if this team didn't make the postseason. That's what I thought coming in, and I was just hoping we'd get, you know, half of a season with Noah, but you could tell. Everybody's kind of bought in pitching staff, like Ace mentioned, Mm -hmm. you know, what she said with uh, everybody watching the rotation that wasn't happening before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a certain professionalism, but with fun now. Mm -hmm. And that's what you needed. And I think that's what's been lacking the last couple of years. You've had, I don't know if it has to do with Albert. Albert seems very professional, but just seemed like a mopey kind of time with Albert. You know, if he's not doing well, the team's not doing well. Yeah. That's all pretty much changed ever since he left. And you saw little glimpses of that last year, you know, little surprises. But now you're saying, hey, maybe something is happening being 21 and 12. I know they started off well last year, but it wasn't like this. No, it wasn't. And you just hope, you know, as we go back into the division, get to finally play Seattle. You know, hopefully we can get to those teams and, and beat them. Like you mentioned, again, on the postgame. If you win two out of three, if you win three out of four, if you sweep once in a while, you'll get in the playoffs, no problem. Yeah, there's law of average. There's yeah. I don't care who you play, you're gonna get in. So the, the the thing is right now too, you for all those guys that when the team would start out slow and you get all these people saying, Hey, we were six and fourteen in two thousand two and we made the World Series. Now you're getting those guys that are saying, Hey, we were thirteen and three in two thousand eighteen and look mm-hmm. what happened. You know, we're, we're past that. You know what I mean? We're into May. And, and if you handle May, like, like I'm not looking to say, oh, we're going to be here in July. What I'm thinking right now is Oakland, Texas mm-hmm. for the next two series and then the two series after that. Step by step, step, day by day. Exactly. You win those games one at a time, 
We'll see where we're at after that. And yep. then when we get to Toronto, we'll see where we're at when we get with that big series. And then the Yankees and so on and so on because June and July are the freaking testing points for this team. If you can survive June and July regularly or, or relatively injury-free or, or, or just not having catastrophic stuff and then staying balanced or ahead of where you're supposed to be, then going into August, it sort of you know evens out. You you play some teams that are okay, that are good, and you you have your slouches again. And then September is pure division, and that's where you're going to win the division or lose it. You rev up, and yeah, you, you rev it up for the postseason. Mm-hmm. So so again, I can't put my hand on this team and say, okay, we're definite playoff team. I'm not going to do that. But what I'm going to say is, just get me series by series through and we'll evaluate as we move on we're not going to overdo this thing i think here at halos in the infield we're smart enough we've been around enough as fans to where we're not going to scream for a world series and call it and be like trout's gonna have 70 homers and stuff like we're not homers like that we can we can call it down the middle we can say where our weaknesses are and where our strengths are and so that's that's what i i hope the rest of the angels fan base can get out of this whole thing Well, hey, thank you for having me on. And again, post game is great. Mm-hmm. Pre game, check me out. You know, lately I haven't been doing one because of work, but uh, you know, once in a while I'll get on that. So check out our Instagram page. Uh, Facebook is there. Twitter. We got great people running things here, and it will continue. We'll have softball game. We'll have um, uh, tailgates. Contest. We'll have it all going. Yeah. yeah. You got the trucker hat trivia. Let me bring that in real quick. You got yeah. it was here. We might not post the YouTube the way it's going today. <laughs> I'll just post the audio. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's uh, the, the trucker hats. If you check them out there, uh, they'll eventually show up on camera. Um, but yeah, we, we have a lot of these to give away. Uh, not just this version, but more that are coming. So yeah, stay tuned. Um, you know, this uh, this page is growing really fast. Uh, the fans are getting uh, used to us. And, uh, you know, like, uh, we'll see what happens. We're at a lot of games and, uh, um, you know, player interviews on the way, too. So we got a lot of stuff cooking here. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, again, thank you for having me on. I happen to be in town for a couple of days. I'm like, yeah, I'll come through. Sure. Sure, man. Well, anytime, brother. All thank right. You again. All right, so that's uh, Halos in the infield for Todd Fox and the one and only. James. No, you got to say it right. James. James. I have no projection. (laughs) It's too hot outside. This is Roger Lodge signing off.